Hi, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, an astrophysicist in this cosmos, and you're listening to Black Tribbles. Hi, this is Michael Dorn, and you're listening to Black Tribbles. Hi, this is Dr. Derek Pitts at the Franklin Institute Science Museum, Chief Astronomer, also known as Universal Tribble. You're listening to Black Tribbles. Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. Um, so, so we mentioned uh, that, that you are a bit of a nerd, and what we need to do is induct you into the nation. Everyone that we've had on the show uh, becomes one of us. Uh, oh my goodness! Yes, yes, yes. Tony Todd it is official. Is... He, Tony Todd is Shaka Zulu Tribble. Phil Lamar. Uh, Phil Lamar is Samurai Tribble. That he is. Oh man! Yeah, I am uh, Storm Tribble. Eric here is Master Tribble. Jay is Spider Tribble. Bat is or Bat is Len Tribble. Len. <laughs> It's Bat Tribble. Just like Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, right. Uh, and Randy, uh, our other Tribble, is uh, Super Tribble. So you kind of now that you've gotten a, an idea of where you can go with that, um, what would your Tribble designation be? Oh my goodness! I guess um, what? what Jones Tribble. Jones Tribble. I kind of love that. I kind of love that. I, I, I just can you just wait a minute everybody be quiet I just need you to say that one time Jones Tribble <laughs> <laughs> oh, that the, the diction <laughs> the diction the syntax is is exquisite <laughs> excellent I'm, I, I am I'm I'm actually I, I, I'm actually moved <laughs> I am Jones Tribble. Yes. I, I cannot. I. I will. I, I. I will say it to a lot of people. So what's going on with you, Carl? Jones Tribble. Yes. Okay. So that's all we need. Now that now that now that you uh, have have recognized your tribbleness and have owned your tribbleness, this is an official nation. We have to swear you in. There is an oath. It's a breakthrough for me. <laughs> people have known it, but I haven't come out um, until now. So I guess that's yes, <laughs> we just geek out in car alone. Like <laughs> I'm out. Yes, I'm out. I was inside the black tribble. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Feel free to tweet that to all of your followers. Yes. <laughs> in fact, for sound drop purpose, actually, no, we're going to induct you first. So I'm going to turn this over to Master Triple, um, and he's going to swear you in officially. So here we go. Okay. All right. Now, what I need you to do. Now you're going to repeat after me. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome, Jones <laughs> Triple to the fold. Oh my God. One of us. <laughs> that was epic, oh, my friend. I need a dry chair. Yeah, for real. I need, you just you just made us you just made a whole bunch of geeks very happy. Can I can I ask oh, you to do my. a quick favor for me, please? Yes. Can you say this is Carl Lumley, also known as Jones Tribble, on Black Tribbles? This is Carl Lumley, also known as Jones Tribble. On black tribble. <laughs> I love your face. 
face. I love your voice. It is your black triples. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. to you from the beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM People Power Media here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for another Saturday morning summer edition of My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by... What's up, y'all? <laughs> it's that boy broker who's not stuck in traffic or behind construction. I'm always on the move. <laughs> Keep it in popping. We here at 106.5 Philly. Super Saiyan Tribble, what's good? Holla if you hear me, Tribbles. Ladies and gentlemen, the Tribble Nation is strong in effect. There's construction all over Philadelphia as Philadelphia um, steps into the 21st century, I guess. <laughs> Finally. And anyway, but... Nevertheless, that is keeping some of our triples at bay, but they are making their way to the studio. But it doesn't matter because along with our intern triple, Dante, who has us flying out live streaming on YouTube, Isaiah, as always, got us rocking out on Facebook Live. We still, we still have a house of triples in the building. We have Tribbles of all shapes and sizes, and we have triples, long time triples. We have brand new triples, and it is right on time because, in point with sa- Saturday morning summer, we are giving you a look at Star Trek, the animated series from Saturday mornings, long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. Yeah, it I- existed, y'all. Mm. Yes, yes. Back back when I was a I, I was a wee trib, uh, that's when I watched Star Trek the animated series. And we've got a house of triple to help us talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. You heard them just a couple of weeks ago as we were at their epic album release party at World Cafe Live for their new album, Eat. 
the Roddenberries, which we'll be playing some music from tonight. In the building, Tribblelicious, Tribble Play, Beth and Bill of the Roddenberries! That was a lot of hype, sir. You are deserving of it, my madame. Mm, if anyone, you are. How are you doing, Beth? I'm doing great. How you doing, Bill? I am doing awesome. That is great. It, it, feel free to get closer to that mic. Make love to that mic. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, look at There look. it is. You just needed permission. I understand, Bill. <laughs> hey, hey, that's right. That's right. Hey, this this yeah. is the time. It can't be too short. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a new Tribble in the building. This is her first time in the studio, but not her first time hanging with the Tribbles. No, 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 no. Because she was down with the Tribbles at said same album release party. She is the head furry muckety-muck of Adopt a Tribble. <laughs> well, she that is. That was gold. That was gold. Gobbledygook like yes. is coming next. Muckety-muck, yeah. Well, okay, there you go. There's a first time for everything. You know what that was, Len? That was triblical. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, yep. yes. I'm added to the lexicon now. Yes, yes. yes. It's going to be that type of show tonight, yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Put your hands together, as they sh- say in uh, showbiz, show your love, if you will, for the Rainbow Tribble herself, Molly of Adopter Tribble. Hey, Molly. Get on that microphone. Oh, say hello. Hello. Hey, there you go. Hey, Molly. I'm very new at this. That's, oh, you're very new. Mm, you'll be an old pro. Don't be okay. bashful. All right. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Get a little close. There you go. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm going to wait for Isaiah to get to get back in. He went downstairs to lend in a couple of our uh, tribbles. But we're going to have a fun time tonight, ladies and gentlemen, talking about Star Trek. The phone lines are open all night long. 215 Two, what's the phone number here again? 215-923-9776. That's right. 215-923-9776. 215-923-WPPM. We are streaming live and direct on phillycamp.org slash listen. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as always, at Black Tribbles or at phillycam uh, or at uh, WPPM FM. New Tribble in the building. Show your love. Where? <laughs> they just here. popping up. <laughs> it's yeah, I got better hands than that. What's it's up? Uh, it's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, better known as the Everyday Phillies Bay, and also Storm Trouble. Hi. What's up, Storm Trouble? How you doing? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was gonna be that kind of night, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to have so, so much fun. Um, with the Roddenberries, with Molly, and with Kennedy, and Ariel's on her way, and we're going to be talking about Star Trek all night long. Um, but as first as always, we like to get into some of the feedback from people and some of the stories that have been popping off. I know. Um, uh, uh, while I look up like some of the email that that we've gotten, bro, I- you dropped gutter talk, and then like. 35.8 seconds later, there was an email. Yes. Like, Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight is not here for any of your BS, bro. Like, is that, that's that's the full government, right? I don't know. He's got so many internet that's, handles. That, that's, his, that's his government. Bro, your boy was like, oh, work? 
Yes. <laughs> Ending in three, four, two. Because he can't count. Three, four, two. <laughs> Boom. Dear Len, yes. first of all, I'll have you know that was for me and you, not for the general public. Yes. I am betrayed. Yeah. Secondly... He 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 he, the, he does you guys not. Need some background music for this. <laughs> Christopher say saucy goodnight does not miss a beat, uh, and he writes his emails. A mock time is happening here, ladies and gentlemen. That is. Like, that oh, is, it's the wrong night for me to be this goofy. That was one of, but that was one of those. Or is one it of, exactly the right day? Facts. That That's was one of those sure. pieces of music that the. Like, stayed with me throughout my life. And I was like, waiting for somebody, especially like in hip hop or somebody, to just use it for, and, and they weren't using it. I was like, yo, there's. Th-. You know why, Len? It's in 35. You know when you hear a 4 4 rhythm? Oh, yeah. A 7, yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> that There you go. Well, there you go. Well, the musician in the building just answered I was about that to question. say, you got the right one here. Yes, he's like, well, actually, Len. <laughs> With it being in 35, I that does not match. There was a glass push. There was. There was. <laughs> I know one thing that uh, Kennedy, I think you, you had mentioned that you had wanted to talk about was that they have, I believe it is now official, cast a new 007. It's true. Lashana Lynch. And all the right people are pissed. Keep it up. We coming from Elsa and Frozen next. <laughs> coming for everybody. What's good? You got a property? She's black now, too. What's up? Oh, is this a white man? He's black now, too. What's good? <laughs> oh, the new Picard series is going to be good, then. Yeah, let's go. It'll be Idris Elba as Patrick Stewart as Picard. <laughs> that would be epic. Right? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Lashana Lynch, who was seen playing Maria Rambeau in the Captain Marvel movie, is actually been cast as the new 007 in the late in the the next James Bond movie in the twenty fifth right James Bond Bond, Bond twenty five and and to be clear she is not James Bond right she is 007. that means James Bond is finally sitting his raggedy misogynistic behind down <laughs> well he's going to be in the movie. But he's no longer 007. Well, he's not 007. That's what I mean. I mean, he's giving up his his. He, he gave up title. the designate. Yeah, because he gave it up at the end of uh, Spectre, I believe. Which, I, I'm sorry. That's one more movie than I thought we were going to get out of them. Because I remember Daniel Craig not really being too gung-ho after Skyfall. And Skyfall kind of put a nice little like bow on some things. Skyfall really did. Like I would have been happy if he had walked away from it after. But, you know, they threw some money, in, threw some money at the brother. So he came back for Spectre. And... Uh, Spectre wasn't bad. Probably wishing he, he, he hadn't come back. But um, uh, I, I'm curious to see where they go with this, with uh, Lashana. They Lash- can literally do whatever they want. Yeah, it would be nice if they try to, like, can, like, like, like have him, like, even if they don't kill James Bond off, but just kind of, like, move him to the side. And then she she takes over the movie series, and then she still has Naomi Harris as Money Penny. Yeah. That would be Epic. And people forget they've been talking about making James, making 007 at least, right. a woman for a while now. I remember when Pierce Brosnan was done, they were thinking about Catherine Zeta Jones, and we were like, maybe not so much her. <laughs> you know, it was like, um, there. so you was that you not feeling her? <laughs> I I would have been curious to see 
what they did with it. You know what I mean? Just having a woman in that Just having role a woman in general, Would yeah. have been like, I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt to see what she would have done with it. Now, this is before a, a this was before Chicago. Like this so this is before yeah. she yeah. got with Michael Douglas Doug I've <laughs> <laughs> been talking all night, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> before she got with Kirk's son. I mean, Kirk's Kirk's joint. Right. Um <laughs> I started to call him Kirk Douglas. That's what it was. I, ch- I checked myself and fumbled on something else. But before she married him, like her career was in a completely different direction Track. than yep. it is now. Yep. So, at that point, I was a little bit more willing to see what she had to offer. Um but now, like, huh? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 happy about it. I'm curious to see what happen- what happens with that as they move forward. With Lashana Lynch as 007. So that's nice. That's nice. And, and all the pe- wrong people being mad? Well, though. Yo, who cares? here for every single second of that. Like, just, you ever see that gif of, of uh, Cardi B sitting courtside and she's dressed in all red and she's got a whole giant thing of popcorn and she has no idea what she's watching, but she's mm-hmm. in live joy yeah. every second. She's like, mm-hmm. that's how I was reading those comments. Just, just the, the tears was just oh god my skin is so soft and luxurious now very true exfoliated we got another triple stepped into the building ladies and gentlemen oh oh my god so i've been like multiplying radicals and exponents and conjugates it's your mathematical mactastical emac the master triple the man the myth the legend how you do triple nation it was a challenge today yeah (laughs) You see all these blockages? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's epic out there. <laughs> oh my god! I'm here though. I'm here. What's up? How you doing? Hey. How are we? We're doing great. All right, we're happier now. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> what are we doing? You okay. Tell me, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> here for all the tribbles. Yes, we have tribbles a plenty in the building. Should have brought my tribble. Why didn't you? Say something. Well, I didn't know that Molly was going to be bringing uh, all of these tribbles. I mean, she's. Oh, I bring them everywhere. Molly, did you bring any Have gribbles? We'll I travel. didn't bring any gribbles today. Yeah, what's? Well, so I, I told you, you, you got to. I should have brought the gribbles. Yeah, you, you you've got uh, Molly of Adopt a Tribble, um, and she makes the original tribbles. But she actually has a tribble, an orange tribble with the eyes, <laughs> fashioned after Gritty. The Flyers mascot, uh, he's a gribble, and he is everything. That's genius. Now, are you allowed to tell us how those came about? Was it like a triple and gritty on an app, and then they went out to dinner, and then a movie? Was it, you know, something a little more? What was it exactly? A little more insidious than that. Um, I have to imagine gritty being involved. Like, I didn't think gritty stalk a triple. Like, please, can you share the details? Yeah. uh, So the tribbles live in the tribble orphanarium Mm -hmm. um, because they're all little orphaned tribbles looking for homes. Quite, quite. And gritty came to visit. You know, probably like looking to donate because he's a humanitarian or a mm-hmm. triple humanitarian. <laughs> uh, and then he left, and now we have Gribbles. Oh. Yeah, they're wee little babies now, but I suspect they may grow larger. Oh, that'll yeah. be a sight. I'm sure. I'm sure I mean, it will be. Gritty's popular. <laughs> what can I say? Apparently, yeah, Gritty's nasty. Gritty love. Gritty love the kids. What can I? <laughs> Gritty love the kids. Gritty love everybody. Gritty, gritty for the children. Gritty for the children. Gritty for life. <laughs> gritty said all bodies is beach bodies. Um, gritty said eat the rich like I'm here for it. 
yes. All right, so that's how we got the gribbles. But we don't have a gribble here, but we do have a, a, a few tr- tribbles in the building. Um, like, yeah, you've got an epic triple right there. Before before we get to the epic triple that is on your lap, we have a new triple that stepped into the building. Introduce yourself to the Triple Nation. What's up, Triple Nation? It's your girl, the Uncanny Triple, a.k.a. Amalgam Triple, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy Triple. Show enough! Fought through all the parking blockages, and I made it. I don't know what's going on in Philly tonight. They shooting a movie. I, sh- there, I passed a movie set. Oh, and, and you know some, what? Like, You're right. You're right. They are shooting a movie. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? They are shooting a movie. They're shooting that movie with, um, uh, with uh, you mentioned him, Idris Elba. The, he's that, in town. That which one, Jake and Hobbs? I don't know whether I don't know whether or not that's if he's in town, but I know they're shooting parts in that movie here. So I don't know if he's here right now. Is that related to why? <laughs> <laughs> what street was that again? What was the question? <laughs> yeah, was that you or the Tribble? What's oh, going on? Might have been a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> Even Tribble's got to shout. <laughs> Whoa, Beth. Okay. I'm sorry. He is such a honey. That guy. I was so down for him to be James Bond, but I like it even more that it's going to be a woman. Well, he's Picard now, so it's fine. Right. We just yeah. made it. We just <laughs> made it so. <laughs> he can't be Patrick Stewart for the love of all that's holy. Think Why don't we just it. have two? One with one with Idris Elba, one with Patrick. Ooh, Stewart. he could be John Luke and Lily's son from the future. Come back to save us all. Mm. Mm, we all oh, forgot about scandalous. Lily from First Contact. Mm. Just saying, yeah. girl control. That again yesterday. Best one, I think. The best what? First Contact's the best Star Trek movie? TNG movie. Oh, the best TNG movie. All right. Um, there might be another thing. show, uh, Billy. I'm <laughs> ready. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait a minute. I, I, you know me. I got to go down this track. So, <laughs> see, I see what you did there. You want to go down this? <laughs> so, track. I can see Star Trek First Contact as the first, the best First Contact, I mean, TNG movie. But this is the best Star Trek movie? I mean, I have my favorites from the others, but they're not the best ones. Like, Voyage, not Voyage Home. Yeah, four. Voyage Home has a special place in my heart. But it's not the best movie by any stretch. I'm going to just hard disagree there. It is definitely the best movie. A Voyage Home. Yeah. Really? I love it. I I mean, that and Wrath of Khan for me. Are the two huh. cops like, that I have? When I either one of them are on, I have to watch it. And not only do I have to watch it, right, I have God. to start them all over again. <laughs> From two, the three, four, five, six. Like, and you know, I go through five real fast, but I have to get through them again. See, time. I would say if I if I had to quantify the original series, I would probably put Undiscovered Country up there. Oh no, I love it. How much mm. deep, ugly stuff was talked about in that one? I agree. Um, oh, but Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan was... It's so... I can't watch that without immediately watching... It's a double feature for me, because I can't... I don't want to make any spoilers, but there's something extraordinarily emotionally depleting that happens at that movie, and I have to go into search for Spock, because... Oh, that's we have a caller on the line. We have a caller on the line. Hello, no, caller. I've actually talked to people, and they're like... Hey, what's going on? Hey, we got a caller on the line. We got a caller on the line. Hey, caller. Welcome to Black Triples. Who's this? Hey, it's Corey Floyd from Amerimee Media. Yo, what's up, man? How you doing, Corey? I'm good. I'm good. Y'all talking about Star Trek movies. I had to interject. Okay. What are you interjecting with, Corey? Uh, Best Star Trek movie? 
it would have to be between the very first one and part two. But an honorable mention has to go to First Contact. reason I say that is you can watch the original Star Trek movies without ever seeing the show. For First Contact, to understand the substance of it, you actually have to watch The Next Generation. Okay, so you, so Corey's, Corey's uh, is saying that to enjoy First Contact, or he's saying that you have to really watch the uh, the series, The Next Generation, as opposed to some of the other movies. And I think having watched the the series maybe gives you a deeper appreciation of the movie. Yeah. But I think they do well enough with, you know, distilling, you know, the the relationships and who everybody yeah. is in the series that you don't necessarily have to have watched the, yeah. the yeah. series. And to I, know I would it. say first contact more than any of the other next generation films. Could be standalone. Yeah. That's it, definitely the bang bang shoot 'em up stuff's happening, we got it lock and load type of deal, as opposed right. the other ones are very cerebral in the way that we all know and love, right. but also, you know, they, they play very heavily under the mythos mm-hmm. that has been established right. for 40-some right. years prior. And for people who have never seen Star Trek and watched that movie, they're going to get an understanding of who Zephram Cochran is. Mm-hmm. They're going to get an understanding uh, who the Borg is because um, Captain Picard has to explain that to Lily. Right. Who, who they are. So there's that backstory. Yeah, good. and, you know, the whole idea of their economic structure is established in, right. like, two to three lines. You know what I mean? Yes. Something that takes an entire, almost, series to really fully understand. You're right. Um, so, I mean, I, I got to disagree with you on that one, Triple. I love you, I got to disagree with you. And also, you said, like, you think um, one of the best ones was Star Trek... The first Star Trek movie and the second one was that Rath- Rath- Rathacon first, and then the first one. Motion picture. I, are you talking about Star Trek? The first, are you giving a vote to Star Trek the, the the motion picture? That's what I need to know, Corey. Oh, uh, nah, nah, nah. Okay, 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 okay. 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 No, okay. Yo, I was about to come through this mic, boy. We just had to talk him off. The, we had to kick his phaser from him and everything, bro. It was about to be unnecessarily yo, violent. This yo, is supposed to be. Phasers was about to get set yes. to set yes. to bang, dog. If you if you was giving him a phaser. Word, you want to talk? Oh, let me see what I. Bang, now, that's really good. <laughs> Thanks for the call, though, Corey. Appreciate you, brother. No problem, guys. Peace and love. Peace. Hey, watch out, man. Gotta remember, Andre 3000 out there just trying to spread some love. <laughs> I don't know. Peace. The next triple. He's going to be the gritty. Like Yo, he, he's living like his own little slice of life anime adventure right now. The, travel, <laughs> the, the travels of 3000. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you be good, man. We talk to you. All right. Just like that, ladies and gentlemen, phone lines are open, 215-923-9776, 215-923-WPPM here. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Is uh, Andre doing this movie, too, or is he just, like, hanging out in the city? I, I, don't, I don't know, like, the, all the particulars on, on, on the movie. I know that um, I know it's filming. It, who knows? Who do, I don't I'm – out I'm out of the loop on that, I've, I've, unfortunately, but – I'd hang with Andre. Certainly. I'd hang with Andre all day. I got a harmonica or a kazoo. Let's jam. (laughs) Ashley, what we doing? What we playing? 
What I'm really curious about is that all of the reported sightings are of him playing this flute. No one has seen him not playing the flute. So is he eating? Is he sleeping? Is he going places? Or is he just walking around all day playing this flute? How about some doodle 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 He'd be like, oh, I saw this. Wait, that's a different Negro. Whatever, it works. Wow. Y'all wrong. Y'all wrong. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the topic du jour, if you will. And that would be Star Trek, the animated series, which many people don't realize is the actual direct sequel to the Star Trek, the original series from the from the 60s. This was it is it's it was a short lived Saturday morning cartoon that ran from, I believe, like, what was it, 1971? Three. 1973 is 1974. It's only 22 episodes. That's it. A pure magic. Now, Beth, you're a huge fan of the, of the animated I, I, series. I grew up with the animated series, so I want to sing. I like they, the they change it up a little Ooh. bit, you know. Yeah. yeah, so they didn't have to pay the rights for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show was enough. awesome. That show yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it especially was. seeing it as a kid, because I was a huge Star Trek fan anyway. Like my dad introduced us to Star Trek, but some of my literal earliest memories are watching Star Trek with my dad. Oh, that's got to be epic. That's oh, it was, it was epic. He was into all that old, crazy, campy sci-fi stuff. So I absolutely give him full credit for introducing me to the entire genre and Star Trek specifically. But then the animated series came along. I mean, I watched the original series in syndication because I wasn't born yet. Right. Um, <clears throat> and also the animated series. Um, but it was it was such a cool show. It was different. But it was also um, considered by the cast and the producers to be the fourth season because mm -hmm. they could do things that they couldn't do. They didn't have the limitations of budget. You know, they could draw crazy pink monsters and go to alien planets that they just they couldn't do in the original series. But everyone, all the actors except for um, Walter Koenig, who was right. off writing you know, sci-fi. He was writing for Land of the Lost, if you guys know. The he created... Land remember that? <clears throat> Will and Holly are going to be... Uh, Kathy Coleman and Wesley are going to be at the STLV this year again. They're awesome. Nice. He wrote STLV the is story Star Trek of Las Vegas Enoch. Land. Remember Enoch? The talking oh, okay. stack with the crystal cave? Yeah. His character was created by Walter Koenig. He introduced that character. He wrote that episode. And originally... This is the Star Trek tie-in, everybody... Um, he was going to call the character Eneg, Gene backwards to a tribute for Gene Roddenberry, but he thought that was a little campy, so he came up with Enoch, and then bang. Nice. So he was off doing that cool stuff, and all the other ones were doing they, they, the voiceovers for the animated series. Which and is, they really felt like it was the fourth season. Which is what... Two things I think um, them going off to do the animated series did... In my mind, retro, uh, retrospectively, or whatever the word is, is that um, yes, it's not just me. It it uh, it lends legitimacy to the animated series. It made it it makes it feel that much more authentic. But I think because all of them were there, because I believe originally they just wanted 
Will Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. And then I think Nimoy said Nimoy no. went yeah. to bat. Yeah, Nimoy went Nimoy to bat like, for oh, everyone. Oh, everyone. No. Yeah. Yep. And I think that was what really <sighs> built the that's what really built the um the ensemble nature of that crew, of that group. You know what I mean? Because if you watch a lot of those if you watch the original series, yeah, you know, Sulu and 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 Yahura are there on some episodes because they're not on all of the episodes. But really hard hard and fast the mainstays are just Kirk, Spock, and Bones and maybe Scotty. Right. But then you get to an episode like the Slaver Weapon from the mm. animated series, which had the away mission being a Vulcan, a, a black woman, and uh, Asian. It was Sulu. Yeah, right. It was it was the three of those, and that was the episode. And yeah, they exactly. Were and they were super bad, you know, a double hockey sticks. We can't say words like that no. on the air. <laughs> no. Um, but it was a really, really great episode. And hilariously, like something that I also love, it's just these little pieces of information. Um, the guy that was the director of photography like the animation director Hal Sutherland I think yes Hal Sutherland yeah was colorblind so the Gazinti were like pink there were like these big pink and he couldn't tell there were like apparently a lot of color and if you look at the show there's like crazy purple spaceships and pink monsters and it's like it's great for kids but people look at it and they're like what's going on here Molly actually has a has a notation about that I do I have a I have a few notes I've been reading a sneak peek of a book that is the official guide to the animated series. It's coming out um, at Star Trek Las Vegas this uh, at the end of the month. Um, it's by Aaron Harvey, uh, Harvey and Rich Shepes, I think it's pronounced. So I give them all the credit for all the fun facts Rich that Shep's. I'm going to... Into the microphone. You can, you can say into the microphone. Yeah, we know him. We know oh. that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, he's in, he in my house. Um, they're the source of all the fun facts. <laughs> of course. Of I'm course. Of course he's yeah. been to your house. Of everybody, everybody he interviews us in the Trek Lounge. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's oh, just like, no, what? that's okay. <laughs> I was looking, trying to find the name that I totally forgot. Um, but yeah, Hal Sutherland was colorblind, but the person who made the ship pink and then who also made the triples pink was not. People thought that he was, but it turns out he wasn't, and he just really liked pink. Um, and they also both worked on He-Man. He was the lead colorist, and that's why all those people are like, why is He-Man pink and purple? And, you know, really, quote-unquote. Because uh, this guy just really likes pink. Well, it was the same um, animation company, Filmation, that did both... Star Trek and then would go on to He-Man and, and Filmation along with Hanna-Barbera kind of like ruled Saturday morning cartoons for a long time. Um, but Filmation, they're not known for like, you know, you know, quality. top-notch quality <laughs> animation, which means that they probably had a very limited color palette. You know, they probably had about six colors on all of their series. It's so the great cool for thing, kids though. The, the, but one of the awesome things about the animated series is that a lot of things that we consider canon originated in the animated series not necessarily the original series yeah holodeck yeah the, the holodeck the, also the 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 uh, emblem for the Klingon Empire that yeah that, yeah. yeah that's true that first shows up on the animated series um Spock Sella uh the Yes. Yes. So that's another thing. Spock's that, pet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which gets attacked by this lion thing that's 
definitely Battle Cat from He-Man. Yeah, that's like <laughs> one episode that I remember. I was definitely like, mm, I'm not as versed on my Masters of the Universe as one might be, but that looks like Battle Cat, yo. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy, 500% right? 500% Battle Cat. Or I guess Battle Cat yeah. is Past Cringer goes straight to Battle Cat. Uh, right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> right. <was> so angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's... Spock's pets in that one, and then we also learn in that one that Spock's mom's name is Amanda Grayson, and that she read Alice in Wonderland, which then pops up in Discovery, mm-hmm. and it's really big. It's it's like you said, it it comes off as the fourth season of of Star Trek, which is why story wise is so it's so much quality, and you you sit through the animation, but I wonder if that is. Also, why it had a hard time catching on in when it hit Saturday morning. Because, mind you, it, when it comes on, it's 1973. The this, this show has been in syndication for a long time, but it's been off the air. It's on Saturday morning, which in 1973, kids, Isaiah, Dante, this was the time, the only... Cool, the eye roll! <laughs> We gave it all. Here we go. I roll. Well, I'm just saying, like, in a Saturday morning. You can always tell when that lecture about to start. <laughs> <laughs> just given perspective that that was the only time you could watch cartoons. So that basically was the kids' time on the television. That's what you. There was only cartoons Saturday mornings. Mm. I mean, there was some in live action. In the afternoon around 3 or 4 o'clock, but mostly it was just Saturday morning. It was yeah, mostly Saturday, Saturday morning. morning cartoon. It was something to look forward channels. to. You had to wait. You couldn't record stuff. There was, you know, there was eight or nine Not really VHS. Or that, was just, that was like about it, right? Mm. Eight or you, nine. I don't know where you live. You VHF. <laughs> <laughs> What? We had we had we had six channels, and back then only right. three of them had Saturday morning cartoons. Right. You're you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. That, that 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 was it. And you're right. You maybe on like on a Saturday afternoon, you might have from three to four o'clock. That was it. So two shows. Yes. Two shows. Yeah. Two shows. Hopefully, one of those shows was one of those shows where they showed like a bunch of mini cartoons. But if it was just like one, like Sid top, and Marty Croft, right? Or live um, action like drug induced crazy drug madness, <laughs> amazing. That, that, I, remember, I remember watching Star Blazers in the afternoon. You remember that? Anybody? I remember Star Blazers. <laughs> I remember Star Blazers. I remember there was Saturday morning cartoon, but primarily. It was it was Saturday morning where you went for new cartoons, especially in 1973. So if you're a young kid going there, going to cartoons, then you're like, I don't know if I want to sit through this sci-fi lesson that Star Trek is, is dealing out when Bugs Bunny is on the other mm. channel. You know, when Popeye is on the other channel, when Fat Albert is on. I think it depends on the kid. Yeah, I'm I not was watching. so into that sci-fi stuff. I'm not I watching Popeye over Yeah, it was like Popeye's Trek. all right, but like educational I mean, programming. I mean, come on. <clears throat> oh, Molly. Plus, Big Spock, Little Spock. Uh, I call we, it Baby Spock. Uh, I'm about to say Baby Spock. I actually have that in my house. Actually, probably be like, do, 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 do. I watched that. Too. <laughs> oh my god! Do 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 do. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, but like it really wasn't a kids' show. That's the thing. The the fascinating part about it is it's on Saturday mornings, and yet they're very adamant about it not being a kids' show. And Gene Roddenberry is on record saying, "Yes, we're doing Star Trek again. It's not a cartoon. It's animated." 
but it's <laughs> yes. not for kids. It's just on yeah. when all the kids are watching. That is well, a, right, that because is a how do they market that in 1973 when you've got six channels? They're like, yeah, exactly. okay, well, this isn't going to play at 7 o'clock at night. People are going to be like, all yeah. right. It's Wh- not what like was now I'm, like, all the grown-ups watch cartoons, which you know, I do. I totally what? do. All oh, the grown-ups do that, oh, yeah. right? That's a grown-up thing to do? Cool. Great. Otherwise, you know, get out. Well, the cartoons. All the cartoons, <laughs> cartoons are also made with the the adults, the parents in mind. I mean, True. all of that stuff. They, they slip in all of the little innuendos. They do. Yeah, they do. It's got to be for the parents because they'll lose their minds. They got to sit and watch cartoons yeah. with their kids all day. Yeah, I'd go nuts. What are our lyrics in uh, our twenty two uh, sixty five for for the animated series? Uh, in the year two seven. No, that was the movies. 2269, the series got an animated design so much more than a children's show, a sort of fourth season, two more boldly go. Yes. That's the lyrics in our, in our, uh, it's on our album. In the, in the new album, <laughs> Eat the Roddenberries. Right now. He's like, you can on, find that album on Eat the Roddenberries. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no, Eat the Roddenberries. Eat us! Oh, <laughs> uh, we just, we had a conversation. We had a conversation. <laughs> oh, was that the Oh, because every time he's like, don't, 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 don't. Yeah, I, and wait, I'm like, wait, this one say eat them. For the record. <laughs> for, for the record. But I thought he was just like being clever, like saying that as no, a thing. No, I, I can't tell you how much I laugh so hard at that. And, and I listened to the entire podcast, your show, from two weeks ago, from the show. I, le- I listened to the entire thing two times, cracking up each time. And the more animated uh, Len got, and it was amazing. And the most favorite part was like in the middle with his subdued. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it just so happens that breaking you know news. breaking news. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> it's just in <laughs> after three long and nice teas. I loved it, and especially when when he was going, "Don't eat them! Don't don't don't!" And then everyone's like, "What do you do with Roddenberries?" You jam with them, or I forget what the conversation was. I was cracking up. Anyway, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> don't think anything. Don't worry. I loved it. We, we didn't have the heart to, to correct him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Because he was, he was, there was so much joy. I would not have either. There was much exuberance. You know, usually Len is yelling at us for something. So to see him, like, <laughs> be just, just, just happy and living his best I love Long it. Island iced tea life. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm not going to get in the way of that, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I Absolutely. was just like, look at Len. You all made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> find, and I think it was Randy or somebody was like, is somebody going to tell him? <laughs> I was like, you tell him. He was like, I'm not telling him. And I looked at Mac. Mac was as in, I, as in I, a wing. I'm not telling him neither. He was like, all right, I guess it's don't eat the rotten berries until Len figures it out. Loved it. Because I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like the reboot album. Maybe I missed something. I don't know. I was... Confused. I wasn't about to correct the man, but it was it was beautiful. It was triblical. Hey. Yeah. Well, the next one could be like either eat or don't eat the rotten berries. Either one. Did, yeah. Take, take your. Yeah. <laughs> so eat the rotten berries, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus diss track featuring Bat Tribble <laughs> called Rotten Berry Pie. <laughs> Uh, it's it's got a lot of cool um, songs on there. We're going to be playing some some selections uh, near the top of the hour here on the show, so you can uh, check that out. We're having a Star Trek night tonight here on Black Tribbles on WPPM 106.5 FM. Phone lines open 215-923-9776. 215-923-WPPM. 
M. For all you huge fans, because we're talking about, we're focusing on the uh, animated series here in the beginning, in the first hour, and then we'll get into, we can go Trek happy as, as much as you want in the second hour. Is there, um, is there a favorite episode of the, the animated series for you? That's a tough one. I, I have a really obvious answer. Um, I'm, I'm, let me get. Let me know. Okay, fine. Yeah, yes. No, I'm, okay, you no, tell no, me. You, you, you go. What, what, what's, what's your favorite, Molly? Uh, mine is more tribbles, more troubles. More <laughs> troubles, more tribbles. I can never remember what it is. It's like I remember it as sort of more tribbles, more problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what it is in my head. Um, yes, that's like the return of the Tribbles to Star Trek universe there. Yeah, and it was originally supposed to be a third season episode, apparently. It's written by David Gerald, who also wrote The Trouble with Tribbles. Oh, we know him well. Yeah. Yes, he's and the Tribble. He's been in our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bill. Well, everyone's been in everyone's house, okay. He uh, <laughs> was. Um, which, which episode? So it was supposed to be a third season episode, and then someone decided that Star Trek wasn't a comedy, and they cut it, so they decided to animate it. Um, and then the Tribbles became pink because Irv Kaplan made everything pink, which I'm super down with. Um, and it's really the plot is almost the same as the original Tribble episode. It is. Except instead of, I, I don't want to give everything away, but instead of regular multiplying, the Tribbles get fat. Yeah. And then other things happen, which I won't say. We find out they're natural predators as well, right? I don't know if it's a natural predator. I think, because they say there's only one, which is why the Klingons want to get it. Right. Um, it's the glomer, which I can only describe as the top of a mushroom. It's red. The top of a mushroom on four sort of like gangly noodle legs with little yeah. toes at the bottom. It had like one eye well, up top, like or was it two? Antenna, it was two. I think it was two. Little yeah. Little yellow eyes, and then four horn things. Weird looking. It's it wasn't the most imaginative looking character. To it was me. like the anti triple. Like, here's this thing that's yeah. soft and yeah. cute and adorable and you want to play with it and there's this thing that you definitely want to step on if you see it. Yeah, it looks, yeah. And it eats like an octopus too. Like it just gets on top of the triple and it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. What was that noise you made it? There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Must be coughing up lots of tribbly hairballs later. Mm, yeah, that's, that's kind of like being in my house. Whenever I have people over for dinner, it's like, sorry, there's triple fur in there. <laughs> it can't be avoided. It's everywhere. Hope you like fur. Yeah. Speaking of triple fur, let's let's talk about the triple that you have on, your, on that you are hugging ever so closely to you. Uh, this triple is one of my triple throw pillows. Mm -hmm. I started making them a little over a year ago. Uh, Sunday is actually going to be the one year anniversary of my shop. <gasps> Yay! Uh, I have triple no on plans Etsy. to do anything special, but if anyone has an idea, let me know. Drink. <laughs> and you know sell some <laughs> but yes wow. largely that okay that's an idea I will take that into consideration um, so this is a it's a medium sized triple that's a medium that's a medium uh, there are small ones there actually weren't any large ones yet uh, I didn't make them at first because I couldn't figure out how to ship them but gays in space, or gays in space. That's right. Give them their A's. Um, 
they asked me to send 30-ish rainbow tribbles to Star Trek Las Vegas. And so I decided to just skip over large and go straight to Big Mama. Um, and I can wrap myself around it. So that's the biggest size. This is a medium one in the rosé color because they're mm. all named after foods and beverages mm. for the most part. Um, and it doesn't have a name yet. All of my personal tribbles have to have the names of like, cool social justice people, but it also has to be a tribble pun. Um, so I've got Ruth Breeder Ginsburg, and my rainbow <laughs> one is nice. Harry Milk. Uh, this one doesn't have a name yet, so if anyone has an idea for this beautiful rosé tribble. Hmm. hmm that's, well, that, that's, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. Well, we've, we've, we've got a... Uh, Oh well, it it, it may <laughs> it it may be a triple that got got. Yeah, I don't think you're getting that one back. <laughs> Claimed. I don't have a I don't have a big enough purse. It's safe. <laughs> <laughs> but this is so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. It's beautiful. Ishka triple. Ishka triple. Hey, I like that. <laughs> oh, I do like that. Social justice. <laughs> hmm. So we have to we have to come up with maybe yeah. we'll try and come up with a name for the triple. I mean, you know. W E B do triple? Perhaps the listeners have ideas. Maybe the listeners, you can call us in 215-923-9776. 215-923-9776. WPPM or you can hit us up on uh Twitter or Facebook. If you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook Live, you want to put into the chat name the the the, the this adorable medium-sized Tribble that Molly of Adopted Tribble is hugging right there. Mm. Colin Kappa Tribble. Colin Kappa Tribble. That's nice. That's nice. Auntie Tribbleine. Ooh. 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 <gasps> oh! What that? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Right. Of course, it happens off camera. What was it? Yeah, you gotta get on mic. You gotta get on mic. We are calling this Rosé Tribble Rosé Parks. I feel like she had that just waiting, yeah. you know, just to, just to put to wait for us to give all these bad ideas and yeah. say, this is how hot this is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she had that already prepared. I totally didn't. She I've was been like, thinking, like, what should I name this? And then I said, it's a rosé triple, and then it kind of popped into my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. She's so like, because you're here, we generated the creativity that named Rosé Parks. Sure, yeah. She said, check this out, nerds. I, did <laughs> I didn't have the name before i promise well you do it just now. flowed right it just rolled off yes all right <laughs> well 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 uh triple nation strike that we don't need a name <laughs> uh the name is 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 rose park you're trust me you're not going to do better than that no so, you can name the other triple we've got That's other triples here we've got a little baby rainbow triple we've got a couple triple one triple that eric has been uh, i think has been trying to uh uh multiply Himself, because <laughs> it just it just feels nice. I I see. And, you know what I mean? Like so, I, I, it's not sexual for me, but I don't know how the dribble feels about it. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, much. The triples are born pregnant. The triples got a beard. That could be a thing if you want to do bearded triples. I, I can model. <laughs> Oh I will consider that for my holiday lineup. Yeah. Okay. Um, Beth, do you have a favorite animated series episode? Uh, 
I, I know. I really, I just, I love the whole series. Yeah. Um, I love the big Spock, little Spock. I don't even remember the name of it right now. I don't, see, I, I vaguely remember two. that episode. I don't the really. The slaver weapon was amazing. Um, one of the things that I also loved about that series, but I didn't catch on until a little bit later, is that the fact that um, Nichelle Nichols, George Takei, and James Doohan did a lot of the other other voices, yep. voices mm-hmm. for whatever on that show. That would, I mean, they did the bulk of it, yeah. And that's super hot because I do um, voice acting now, so I listen to things differently. And when I started listening again, and I was like, wait a minute. James Stewart, oh my god, that's Michelle Nichols, oh my god, this, ah! <laughs> that's insane. Majel Barrett, uh... Yeah, she does. Yeah, Majel Barrett, too. Majel Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the one where moment. she takes over, the computer takes over, and um, it's all a big joke. Yeah. Playing oh, practical jokes on the crew. One of my favorite moments, just in a rewatch of this, was finding out that James Stewart also voiced the, um, it was called a malevolent alien life form, in the first episode, which just ends with the Enterprise flying away while this sad alien is saying, I'm so lonely. And I was like, oh, it's Scotty. It's good. Good stuff. What was the episode where it's got that, we were going to write that Spock Lobster song? For sure. Oh my God. Right, where they're underwater. Yeah, what was that alien? What was that being? That was that. Oh, the fish people. Yeah. I yeah, the Atl- the like the Atlantean types where they go underwater and, you know, Kirk and Spock get tossed out of the boat because there's that huge squid, alien squid thing that's happening all over their little craft. And then they can only breathe water, basically. They have gills. Wow. So we were going to try. I wanted to try and go and do an animated series parody song. So mm-hmm. they're like, we got a B-52s. And I'm like, all right, the only thing that could come even close Maybe Spock Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I've written the fu- I've fully written the lyrics to fun. that song, and I don't know that it's ever going to see the light of day. But. Why? Oh, please, Unacceptable. Yeah, we should do it. I will sew a Spock Lobster plush to go with these tribbles. Yeah, if you make that song, yeah. you got merch. Yeah. Make it so. Are, am I hearing so. thumbs right. up for Spock Lobster? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's it. It's a little bit of a stretch, though. I've do got it. very do high it. standards do it. when do I write it. lyrics. What? Do it. All right, what? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, had, just, just did a show. Time. You just did a show when Ultraman came out on stage hey. and battled hey. Godzilla. <laughs> Yes, yeah, really. we did, Lynn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we did. <laughs> and by the way, for those of you watching at home, Len lost his mind <laughs> when Ultraman came out. I mean, you would have thought this was somebody's like 12-year-old kid. Your boy jumped up like, yeah. <laughs> Ultraman! <laughs> like the boy in the costume was gonna look up and see Len and be like, hey. <laughs> how you doing? Len was like, I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's old, it's, that's Ultraman. That's so awesome. That's old, that's high Ultraman. Oh my God. That's Ultraman. He was. was like, he had a beta capsule on everything. See? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Shoot, you couldn't tell me nothing, man. We that, we tried. Nope. <laughs> you know what the fun thing is? The band didn't didn't see that outfit until that that show. Oh, that's oh. nice. It, if we did not see what they were gonna do, that was that was just like this is like I guess they practice at home together or something. But 
the, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know that he was going to. We didn't know about the city. He that a little city. Godzilla, and Godzilla was, was going to cr- crush it. I, that was the <laughs> best. I didn't. Godzilla actually crushes a city, down. ladies and gentlemen. We did not know that was going to happen. So it was a show for us on stage too. Oh, I had to focus for real when the, when everything was happening around me, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's Godzilla and Ultraman on stage. I'm like, focus, sing the lyrics. What are the lyrics? Okay, let's do this. Which is cool because it's it translated. So easy to get distracted. It, it translated from the crowd as y'all just being like, oh, yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so for those of us who didn't see it, because I was out in the lobby and I assume a lot of listeners didn't see it, is there video? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, okay. Good. Two, two songs have been excited. released from the show already. So Yeah, but, those I saw. Yeah, but I want to see Godzilla knock down a tiny city. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was so, it was so, so cool. And it was, what, what, the best thing about it is that it was cool, it was epic. Just watching it because it made sense that, you know, Ultraman will be battling Godzilla over this city. But it totally took me back to uh, Spinal Tap when they are battling <laughs> over the um, oh Stonehenge. And it's just like this little baby Stonehenge that was supposed to be like actual like six foot size. I don't know if anybody, if you saw Spinal Tap, they were supposed to get like this whole mock-up of Stonehenge on their stage. But when in drawing it up for the guy, they marked six inches instead oh. of six feet. Oh no! So when they yeah. did the show, which was the first time they saw it, and they're making it this epic, and then we went to Stonehenge. And you see it just like this little six-inch <laughs> six jump. And they had hired like these little guys to be running in and out of these huge Stonehenge things. Oh. So they're just these 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 little little people just running around this six-inch Stonehenge like they're about to topple it over. Oh my god! It was <laughs> it was epic. I'm sorry, y'all, y'all made my night. I love I love the Ron Dares. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. Oh, no. And we love the Black Tribbles. Hey. Yeah. The best thing. The best thing about that night, honestly, coming out of that night, is the fact that I mean, look, look, we have here. We we've all had each other on our shows or just in a so like you're on the Black Tribbles, right? And we knew we met you last year, yeah. and uh, you guys know Gaze in Space, and now they know you, and it's it's that Priority One podcast. Yeah, yes. Priority oh. One, and, and all everybody is. Uh, it, that's that's what. It's kind of like a one big family. So that, that was one of the You guys building community yeah. and yes, stuff. Absolutely. We wanted to make a little mini con. Yeah. Yes. I think I would say you succeeded. You yeah. succeeded. Yeah, I think Philly is the best place in the world to be a Trekkie. We've got this great community of like Trekkie yeah. weirdos, and it's wonderful. Yeah. I've never had that kind of nerdy community anywhere else that I've lived. So, yeah. You're listening to WPPMLP Philadelphia. The Black Tribbles, we're talking about Star Trek all night long. The Roddenberries are in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Adopt the Tribble is in the building. We are going to take a brief pause for the cause. Then on the other side, we're going to take a trip to Ariel's uh, Reading Garden. We'll find out what happened this week in geek history. And then I'm going to turn things over to all these these Trekkie people here and let them trek out here. It's, it's not often we get to like go... like. Let our uh, trek boldly go. To- boldly oh. go, where no trek has gone before. <laughs> so scandalous. I'm gonna let it happen. But I want to play something off of "Eat the Rodberries." Bill, you tell me what 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 track should we play? Um, I think are they all FCC? They're all FCC. They're all clean, right? 
like you mean language wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, they get yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. There's it's no, it's uh, very G-rated. This. Um, I can't. Uh, the dancer is always. Do you guys like? Yeah, the... that's the different thing. <laughs> um, what should we hear? Yeah, so how about, <laughs> how about, do you guys, what would you like? A beat? Slow? Give us something that beat. Yeah. Give us something, give us something right. we can how bop to here. Give a beat. At Tanagra. At Tanagra. Yeah! Ah, okay, all right. At Tanagra, there we go. That, that. Shaka, when the walls fell. Yes. I love that actor. From Wrath of Khan, man. Captain, they put creatures in our bodies <laughs> to control our minds. <laughs> Sorry. At Tanagra, off of Eat the Roddenberries, by the Roddenberries, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Black Tribbles on WPPM 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Power Media, in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. We will be back in just un minute. when the walls fell.
is open. I might have to sing about it. <laughs> because the original Ariel was always black. Uh, I, I predate that mermaid. So, <laughs> to be clear. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so uh, the book I have for you this week is coming out of Vault Comics. Uh, it's called Resonant, uh, issue one. Uh, written by David Andre, and uh, artwork is by Alejandro Aragon. Um, synopsis. A decade has passed since the first waves hit, unleashing humanity's darkest impulses and plunging the world into chaos. Paxton, a single father of three, must venture from the secluded haven they've built to restock the medicine his chronically ill youngest son needs to survive. When the somewhat routine trip goes awry, Paxton and his children, now separated, will battle everything in their path to reunite. Um, so this, I, I will admit, this book is a little bird boxy. Um, if, if, the, if people saw Bird Box on Netflix. Um, and I didn't, I don't know how I felt about Bird Box, but this book is interesting to me. So it's um, a black family. Uh, and, uh, again, Paxton is the dad. There are three kids. Uh, the youngest son is, is bedridden. Um, and then there's a middle son. And then the oldest child is a, a, a girl who, uh, of no, it took me a minute to realize this, but she's like an amputee. Um, but she's very much like in charge. The father specifically leaves her in charge. And you kind of get a glimpse of um, her strength uh, in this in this episode so I think just kind of it's not, it's not often we really get to see um, you know folks that are amputees in books especially with no uh, like m- prosthetics or mechan- like oh he, she doesn't have a magical leg like you know she's not a bionic woman like she really you know is just missing her leg you know her pant leg is, is tacked in and I just thought that was like beautiful to see you know, in this comic book, and then, you know, we're going to see her kind of survive in this. Um, so apparently, like, these waves, like, they don't tell you a whole bunch in the first book, but it, it's like if you hear them, you know, you become, you know, something else, which is, again, why it reminded me of Bird Box. So we'll, we, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I hope, um, I, I hope it's not exactly like Bird Box. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a little nervous because I was like it is a kind of Bird Boxy, but I like other elements of it, and so and so we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, and so uh, this is your chance, Triple Nation, as per usual. Um, if you would be interested in checking out the first issue of Resonant, um, you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Again, that's blacktribbles at gmail.com. And if you're the first person to do that, uh, have Resonant, R-E-S-O-N-A-N-T, in the subject line, uh, this lovely comic can be yours. Back to you, Lynn. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's 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 a cool book, Resident. I'm looking forward to uh, checking that out. I did not see that on the shelves, 
So I will have to peep that. Thank you very much, Ariel. You're very welcome, Len. And do you like your garden? Does this I garden do. suit you? Yes. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to release butterflies <laughs> in, in the studio. Okay. All right. I was homeless for a long time, guys. I was like a troll under a bridge just looking for a home. But Here now I'm back. Here we go. In my garden. Len, a- Len, it kicked me out. I felt like Eve. But now I'm back. Huh. That's okay. Last Redeemed. Week, I was just standing on a corner shouting random facts. I didn't have any, <laughs> any build up either. I was just some crazy woman on a corner. 1852! <laughs> <laughs> so I understand what it's like to be forcibly removed from one's abode. Okay. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you know how very lucky you are to know me since I'm so incredibly incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of This Week in Geek History! being difficult. All right. July 15th, 1983. Nintendo releases their Famicom system, short for Family Computer in Japan. The Famicom would be slightly modified with a copy protection system, a redesigned chassis, a front-loading cartridge mechanism, and released in North America just over two years later as the Nintendo Entertainment System, or as we call it, NES, a.k.a. Kennedy's first system. (laughs) July 16th, 1969. Apollo 11 is launched from Cape Kennedy, Florida, on the way to becoming the first space mission to land men on the moon. July 17, 1850, the first photograph of a star is taken at the Harvard Observatory. The star photographed was Vega in the Lyra constellation, the second brightest star in the Northern Hemisphere. Also on July 17, 1970, Ralph Bayer demonstrates the video game system he invented, simply called the Brown Box. (laughs) Cool, it's loaded. I didn't mean for that to be... Your mind out the gutter. The brown box. Um, <laughs> to Magnavox Engineering Production and Marketing Management in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Shut up, Bill. It was in this demo that Magnavox's VP of Marketing present that would eventually lead the creation of the first video game system, the first home video game system, the Magnavox Odyssey, and the birth of the video game industry. Uh, also in July 17th, but in 1975, Apollo 18 and Soyuz 19 successfully dock in orbit, and the astronauts and cosmonauts shake hands. This marks the first time in history that spacecraft of two different nations dock in space. On July 18th, 1968, Robert Noyce, (laughs) Andy Grove, Gordon, and Gordon Moore incorporate Intel in Santa Clara, California, to build microprocessors. Their first processor, the 4004, was released right in 1971 for use in calculators. IMB's, IMB's, bro, IBM's choice of Intel's <laughs> 8088 processor for use in the IBM PC led to Intel's emergence as the premier manufacturer of processors to this, still to this day. 
On July 20th, 1969, here's the big money, Commander Neil Armstrong and Lunar Module Pilot Buzz Aldrin, Buzz, both American, landed the Apollo Lunar Module Eagle uh, at 2017 UTC, whatever time slot that is, um, Universal Time Channel. Armstrong became the first person to step onto the lunar surface six hours, 39 minutes later on July 21st, and Aldrin joined him 19 minutes later. On July 21st, 1896, the National Association of Colored Women was founded by Mary Church Terrell in Washington, D.C. This edition of This Week in Geek History brought to you by Tribbles, (laughs) because... Guys, I didn't really, I didn't mean, it's called the brown box. I didn't come up with that. It's It's fine. I just, it's fine. I just, you know. Want to be clear of any fines? Did you, when, uh, did you ever hear that at the IBM uh, in 2001: a Space Odyssey, the HAL 9000? Mm-hmm. Get closer to that mic, Bill, please. The HAL 9000. They apparently they wanted to originally. And I could be wrong here. I have to. Yeah, absolutely actually, right. But they wanted to use IBM, but they weren't allowed. IBM mm-hmm. wouldn't allow them. So basically, for each one of those letters in IBM, if you go uh, down a letter or. Yeah, so it's H A L instead of I B M. Right. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah, that 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 is that, actually that, a true story. Yeah, that's a true story. So, they didn't. Nice. They I B M said no. And it's like, okay. Yeah, good call I B M. We, we, we did. Yeah, exactly. Way exactly. to stick to your guns there. Although I got to say, um, a computer named Ibum Ibum. probably isn't as impactful. <laughs> like I'm not as threatened by something called Ibum. Ibum. A howl might be a little, you know, suspect. True. Sorry, true. You know, so they they made them. They, hey, they Listen here, if, um, if you don't if you don't if you don't run these numbers, get the hell out of my face. Open that space lock. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave. <laughs> Call me by my name like you know me. Yeah. Um. Open the <laughs> open the pod bay doors. Um. No, Kennedy. There will be no Star Trek marathon today. <laughs> no. <laughs> If I'm gonna get you. And if this computer controls the toilets oh, and his name is IBM and does not let you, <laughs> I think this computer is going to be running that station. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on the Black Tribbles on WPPM 106.5 FM, People Power Media. Streaming on phillycam.org slash listen. Phone lines are open, 215-923-9776. That's 215-923-WPPM. We are here with Molly of Adopt-A-Tribble, Bill and Beth of the Roddenberries, and Kennedy of all things Star Trek. Well, almost all. Well, she's got a podcast, The Away Team. It's true. So there you go. Um, and we're here with Ariel and and Emac, who are resident Jedi. Re- are resident Jedi, and I don't know where Ariel falls under the Star Trek. Um, on the sideline. On the side. <laughs> um, like my mom was really into it, so I watched a lot of Next Generation and the original. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt, my aunt Charlene, and my mom, um, and so I watched it, but was not of it. Yeah, that's Does fine. that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I randomly got more into Red Dwarf, ah. which I love Red Dwarf. Super random. I know, but it's it's space adjacent. 
Um, yeah, but that, that is another show that I watched with my mom and got really into. But yeah, the 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 truck bug did not bite me that way. It's so I'm there, like, so I'm still learning. There waiting for you. I'm learning. It's still waiting for you. Yeah, the, I mean, the universe is uh, <laughs> is rich. It's like one of those things. It's like I don't know if I can tackle it. It's a lot. Take your time. It's fifty years of content. Just take your ease time. in, dip a toe. Gotcha. Well, one thing, and I, I'm, I'm gonna let my my trek heads. Well, first, let me get to Isaiah. Isaiah, I don't know where you fall in on on the trek. Bro, come on. Uh, yeah, like legit. <laughs> said, bro, come on. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, yeah, more like to the sidelines. It's just like I have a lot of friends that like it, but like I never necessarily fully got into it. Just because out there with me. Yeah, like I'm just chilling <laughs> on the sidelines. Like I I enjoy it. Like I'll cheer. Like cool. I'm learning. <laughs> so give me like an AP like class about it or something. I'll wait. I'll take notes. Oh my yeah. god, you do not want an AP Trek class. You want a remedial Trek for Dummies class. That I'll take. <laughs> well, I'll let all of you you you. I give AP Trek classes. <laughs> Facts. I I I'll, I'll let you all take you know take charge and, and run w- with this where you will. But one thing I will say for Trek, at least to me, is that. Um, you know, because a lot of people feel like you know daunted about where do I get in on Trek if they they're interested in it. Because my because uh, my daughter Olivia is not a, a huge Trek fan. You know, she flies with anime mostly, um, but she's always talked about the idea of getting into Star Trek. But she wants to be like this completist and start with the original series and and move forward. You have to, yeah. But well, here's the thing. I think to start with the original series is fine. But I think that all of the series have done, at least to me, a good job that if you just deal, dealt with that series, you could still enjoy the series itself for what it is and for its aspect of the universe that it presents. It stands on its own by itself. Right? I yeah. mean, maybe, but, you know, it's the same thing as, as being able to fully appreciate a digital copy of of a song that you had the 45 for mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's still there you can listen to it without a record player but that song won't sound the same you know you, you put something on a on a turntable it's got a completely different sound quality to it and it takes you back to the conditions of which that that piece was recorded in you know you can certainly jump in with with uh, next generation and if you're feeling adventurous deep space nine and onward but I mean, I feel like that's a bit lofty. You want to talk AP courses? Well, actually, mm. based on yeah, I think that really stands on its own to people now if they're used to watching serial television. Yeah, that's serial true. television. Deep Space Nine is like it was before its time in that, right? It was sure. Yeah. I mean, that certainly in terms of the storytelling, but in terms of the content, right? Yeah, There's yeah. that's a really densely packed universe because you've got two series behind it mm. that have already established a whole bunch of things, yeah, and true. now we're introducing this whole other ball of wax as well. So, you know. In in my case, like I was raised on Next Generation, but my mom, who introduced me to Trek, was also a big original series mm-hmm. fan. So she was doing like it was almost double duty. It was like double courses. Mm-hmm. I wasn't watching the original series as you know regularly as I was watching Next Generation, but it was on in the house, so it was just kind of like background noise. And it, right. even though I didn't, I can't list episode names and air dates like my mom and her friends can, I can like look at a scene and be like, oh, that must have been like halfway through second season just by looking at it. Whereas, I mean, it's, it's like any, any reboot, right? You can, you can uh, appreciate 
what's new and what's updated about something, but only to a certain extent if you don't have at least some type of familiarity with the source material. I'm going to put in my vote for starting with Next Gen, though. I, I started with Next Gen when I started really watching Star Trek in college um, because I was familiar with it already. Mm-hmm. Like, I was born kind of right in the middle of the Next Gen run. My dad was kind of a Trekkie. Um, and I had watched a few episodes of the original series, but I didn't quite take to it the way that I took with Next Gen. So I started my marathon of all 28 seasons of Star Trek content um, with Next Gen. And I, I think it worked really well because it's more relatable to an audience that's kind of my age. Um, it's more like the television that you expect to see if you grew up in the 90s or 2000s. Um, and it's got Patrick Stewart, which makes everything great. Like, you know, I grew up and Captain Picard was on TV and I knew about him and about Data. And then I started with that. I watched chronologically through Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and then Enterprise, like in the order they were made, and then went back to the original series because it's kind of chronologically after Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the animated series in the middle, of course. Um, but I count that kind of as the original series. And I think that was a good order. Okay. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> get in early, get in often. So, so thus far. Eh, okay. All right. Well, my advice from somebody who is a non-trekker. Right. Find your lane. Yes. You don't need to visit all of them. I mean, you can try them and see where you land, but find your niche. So when I met... Uh, Trek. It was in TNG, right? So, saw a good portion of that. I was, I was out, maybe all, probably all of it. Then I watched Voyager. I enjoy Voyager as well. Voyager it has its own definite, different feel. And if I had to pick, I guess like TNG gave me a base. It did, but I don't feel like I needed it. Got you. But if you have that base, you can appreciate the differences in the series. Got you. Put it that way. I hear, I hear. But you don't need more than one. You can just slide in on one and slide in. You know, you can find one to slide in on. I, I think, I think um, nobody, uh, anybody getting into any Star Trek series needs to not make a judgment until they get past a first season and they're well into the second season and then decide of whatever they series like it, it is. Yes. That's a big commitment. Uh, I know, I know That's it is. A big know. commitment. Uh, a whole season, a whole yes, season yes. on a show I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot, yeah. sir. It's you know what? A lot. I, we're not asking that much. <laughs> Are we in Come trouble? Here? I mean, <laughs> no, seriously. Wait, wait, wait. I I love, you know, I, I am in a Star Trek band. I mean, I love Star Trek. I it's a huge part of my life. But <coughs> I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, Away I have to, the same boat. Uh, yeah, when I watch season one of TNG, if every, it, yeah. oh, come yeah. on, I have to cover, cover my face sometimes. It's a grind. Uh, what am I looking at? What, it's not good? No. You get your bearings in season one. Well, you know, well, well let me ask. It's how not good until Riker gets a beard. How many then seasons? I, I think how many seasons are there There's of Next Generation? Seven. 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 And, and so when does it get good? Seven. Second season no. starts <laughs> getting much better. Oh, wow. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm totally joking. Totally joking. <laughs> I'm 
I'm totally gonna joking. say it's partway through the first season. There's the episode, the title of which I'm forgetting, where they're trying to decide if Data is a person or not, and that's when you. That's yeah. not the first season. It's not. No, Definitely that's season not. two. I lied. I'm, I'm wrong. That's why yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, the first season. The, the first Don't season listen is, to me. I'm Ignore trying, everything right. I said. I never said. I that. mean, the first season is the season with the space Africans. So you don't. Oh, what? Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's episode three. Ah. Yes. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Watch it. Yo, and uh, go back to what and, I said and, and, and be, suffer through it. Yeah. Because that one's that one's. Yeah, it's rough. And it's, then and then watch season two and then make your judgment in season two whether you think okay. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, here's I'm sorry is a commitment. It is because there are like 900 episodes in every season of Next Gen. Yeah. Right. Because it's old school TV where there's like 20, 24 yeah. episodes or something right. like that. Yeah. Real TV. 22, 24, 900. Yeah, you know, same. Yeah. Tomatoes, but, tomatoes, right? <laughs> I, it's I, like with triples, they multiply like that. That's how I count now. So <laughs> I, I still, there's a part of me that, and maybe it's just because of I have such a deep affection for Deep Space Nine, but I still feel, to me, while it does come after Next Generation and TNG and all of that, I still, for me, I still feel that Deep Space Nine may have an easier starting point because all of the other series, including Voyager, because of the way they are based, it basically is the crew going meeting somebody and something happening, mm-hmm. and then it, and then it kind of resetting from each episode to each episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and Voyager maybe not so much because they learned lessons from DS DS Nine as far as building their characters and having their characters really have a fully fleshed backstory that you felt and grew with um, each succeeding episode and each succeeding uh, season. And I felt that Deep Space Nine had that right from the beginning, and it had to have it because it was locked in one place on that space station where it was you just grew with that family that that's that's I mean, difference with every, everything came to them versus right them right to, yeah they i i gotta say the first three seasons of deep space nine were hard yeah it, like if you're not you're right committed it that's a hard watch i'm seeing when cisco's bald is when it gets good when true you when know Riker. when cisco got bald when Worf got there when Worf yes. got to deep space yes. nine everything changed drastically granted there was a whole lot of other stuff uh environment right. wise that was going on that influenced that as well but the first and i feel like that's almost something that's indicative of of each series right the first three seasons are always like the writers trying to fill out the crew the crew's trying to fill out each mm-hmm. other like there's a whole lot of moving parts there that are still trying to settle and then once season four pops off it's all yeah gucci uh-huh. from there on out um yeah, that's what happened with Enterprise too. Enterprise got and then great. it just ended. I was going to say no, Enterprise, Enterprise is the exception dirty. to that because they found that crew found its heart much sooner than ever, all the other crews, and the writers oh. failed them. I felt like in late season three, season four, that's when I started getting really into Enterprise, and then it was just over. But well, I do think the crew kind of got yeah, they felt together. It. Just the the show in general was a little like, eh, and then season three and season four, it gets really interesting. I like season three and season four turned into like the episodes of Andromeda that never happened. Yeah, right? I feel like that felt like some real deep digging in the Roddenberry stacks. Maybe a little first contact sprinkled on top there as mm-hmm. well. No, final conflict is what it is. My yeah, um, there was like three seasons of that. 
four seasons. The final conflict? Yeah, it's because it was good. They had. They also had to switch some people out. Their first two yeah. seasons were like. <laughs> no, there was actually like five or six seasons of that. I think. Was it that one or Andromeda? Final Andromeda was the one with uh, that Major Barrett was an executive. That, I think that was. Final I, conflict. I think it's right? in Final Conflict. Yeah. Some I don't know. For some intern. reason, I think that's an Andromeda. Intern. He's running the cameras. Oh. You've been spared. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even, he, he's been feeling himself. Let me tell you. He, he like. He, Yo, what did y'all do to our intern? What did you do to the intern? Because ever since the, al- the album release party, this has been him. Just like, like she's it like intern. And he's it like, was what? A party. <laughs> Before, he'd have been like, oh, what you need? You get a little rum and coke and a little Roddenberry showing him. Apparently, this kid's like, listen, <laughs> I do what I want. I got Ensign Pips. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. You can't tell him nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Enterprise. That's a shame how that how that writing crew really failed them because and then the, and then the network jerked them over at the end. Right. Yeah, it's unfortunate because uh, Enterprise was definitely it grew on me. First, I was like, "This is crazy." They never let the black boy off the ship, and when they do, he always gets hurt. This is crap. Why is there only one black person on the ship? There's only one black person on the ship. Is this not the same future that I came to know and love? <laughs> so I was a little, I was a little hot about the underrepresentation for that show. Um, and that's I why you would love Discovery. That's why you would love Discovery. Did you not see Discovery? <gasps> oh, I haven't seen Discovery. Can't I'm see. not paying. Listen, here's why. I've got several reasons. One, tired of going back chronologically. Tired. I have no interest in Kennedy. going back. Secondly, I'm not paying for Come an all-access service. Come watch it in my house. Discovery is so good. Kennedy. Come watch it in the Trek lounge. Kennedy. We'll it's watch it. Star Trek. I'll just set up the kiddie pool it's with the Star Trek. and you can it, it, it is. I'm telling I'm telling you, Star T- Discovery is so I love the first season and then the second season was 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 good as well, even though they changed over everything from so, the first so, season. So here so, so they, what? Okay, yes, they so, did. Here's the thing that also troubles me is yes. that everybody's like, you need to watch this is track, right? When I watch it and I don't like it and I drag it, then what? Then what? Then then you don't like then it. You can say you don't like it. That's fine. Yeah. And why? Yeah. But but then you can teach your AP Star Trek class <laughs> yes. and be you what know, they did wrong. Professional, trained professional. Hey, listen. When I was writing like lyrics for these songs. I either didn't remember some of the episodes from TNG or hadn't seen all of them. So I went through and I watched the entire series, like binged it. Right. Just to write lyrics. And all of Enterprise Voyager, like all of that, just to write lyrics. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of spoiler alerts for me, too, because I was a diehard TOS, like diehard. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, big time. And I was like, I don't know. I was like that, you know. (laughs) I don't need to watch those other Star Trek. And then it it dawned on me, like, what am I doing here? I'm in a Star Trek band. I love Star Trek. That's not what Roddenberry was after. You know, open your mind. Like, every single new Mm. series of Star Trek that has come out has been met with that same stuff. Ugh, it's going to be bad. Oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, it's not my TNG. Oh, that's not Deep Space Nine. No, it's not. It's different, but it's Star Trek. And Mm. they are now part of the family. And it mm-hmm. brings pieces of lore together. They're really trying to tie it in. And especially with this new Picard series, that is apparently going to be the series that's going to tie in the Kelvin timeline with the original timeline. Yes. I thought we did that and already, we're finally going to have that happen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was explained. Where? Why the Kelvin versus... I mean, they explained it in the movie. Well, they... Yeah, but... 
it's going to tie, it's I gonna guess, tie. officially tie everything together. Yeah. <sighs> I just want, and is that a future? Come on, we'll do a party at the Trek Lounge. And, yeah. uh, only only because... Can I bring the kiddie pool? <laughs> yes. 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 I just, I'm... This is like the one thing. This is the one thing that I'm like stubbornly like heels in on my nerd bag with. The other stuff I'm like, okay, we're now like everything is getting rebooted. No one wants to use their imagination to make new movies. So fine, here's Thor eight, right? Um, Hey, I'd sit for that. Chris Hemsworth, hey. (laughs) That's just like what's good. Um, I'm I'm not having problems with what you're saying. Said Vikings, (laughs) let's go. Norse people, I'm here for it. Um. I, I just, I'm so, I really want a Starfleet Academy series. That's what I want. I want a Starfleet Academy series. You don't get to tell me that after everything that Deep Space Nine went through, that whole freaking conflict, right? Everything that, that Voyager brought back, like, how do we not have a, a recap? Like, I feel like we've never had the opportunity to be like, boom, let's reassess the universe and where we stand and then proceed to go forward. Like, I just feel like we we were f- spoon-fed Enterprise. Like, we went back there, and then the reboots with the movies, and now Discovery predates all this. Like, I'm just like, yo, I just want new stuff. Okay, well, Discovery does predate all of that. You need to watch Discovery. I don't want to say any more yes. about that. Yeah, because, yeah. You, you know. Uh, however, you really Picard do. is set in the future. Yeah. It took them two seasons of a whole other show to give me current Affairs, but it's happening. But it's happening, though. I mean, you, you're saying you want it, and it, it is happening. Okay, I'm excited for Picard. I never said I wasn't excited for Picard. But for Discovery, can that be your jumping on point since it is a prequel? So for some people, it has been. It's their way. It, it was yeah. Their entry into Star Trek, and they love it. And it's it's one of the top, uh, you know, television rated st- streaming shows. Streaming shows, yeah. Yeah. And I am actually playing for paying for CBS, so I need to watch something. Because I did it yeah. for Twilight Zone, and Twilight Zone was not all that I hoped that it would be. And I've heard a lot of then I say that. Yeah, it's not. And then I got sucked into another show, which I have since finished, Tell Me a Story. And then I was like, I need to get into Discovery. But I think, and, and I think it is daunting for people who are not part of that universe. You know what I mean? It's just a lot. Um, and I get that as someone who's like a hardcore X-Men person. Okay. That's Ken- a lot. Kenny, 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 Kenny. All right. Okay. 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 First okay. of all, I'm going to need you to breathe. I know. What's happening? All right. I, I have CBS All Access as well because I have to have it because of Discovery and because of uh, the show I do, Spock Adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. But Ariel's interested in Star Trek Discovery, right? Mm-hmm. You're me about Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I will rewatch Star Trek Discovery all day, any day, because I, I I love it. Right? We coming let's to your house. Your what house. you mean? Yeah. Let, let's let, let's, let's, let's either go to Bill's house, we go to my house, whatever. And three Bill's episodes, my house, three episodes. Your house. There we go. We'll go back and forth to. Uh, Is it two seasons? It's two seasons. Yeah. Two seasons. It's How two many seasons. episodes a season? It's like about ten or thirteen. No. Oh. Yeah, about ten oh, okay. episodes a season, something like that. Yeah. Modern yeah. television. Yeah. Well, I like modern television. You're gonna love yeah. it. And it's the expensive. Production is incredible. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. It's like I, every episode is a movie. Basically. Like, yeah, and it's I, yeah. I hate done. decompressed storytelling, and I feel like shows that are still doing, like specifically shows that are, I guess, serial in nature, like they're they're building on yeah. what happened before. When they have 22 episodes, you just get like filler. You get a lot so of filler. I like when it's like 13 episodes, and every episode is something like of of uh, note. 
you know happens, something that matters happens. So I appreciate that. So let's so let's so let so let's do it. Let's let's watch the episodes and we'll make a show of it. Let's make a show of it. But I'm gonna say you better fix your face while we're watching it. Hmm. I'm not looking at that face. I don't have to do except stay black and die. <laughs> you gonna do it. All right. So <laughs> my face gonna be on purpose, my face gonna be like this the whole time now, like <laughs> We should get some beer and pizza. Um, I'm speaking for Bill because he's off mic. We get some beer, some pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We will turn you, Kennedy. You're gonna be. That's turned. like a normal rehearsal. Is what we do. At <laughs> yeah, we watch Star Trek and we play Star Trek music. There you go. Songs so about so you down, Kennedy? <laughs> will you do it that way? Will you do it that way, Kennedy? Come discover discovery. Oh, don't don't then we don't, should don't make do that, that a don't show, do. Kennedy. Go. Kennedy discovering discovery. <laughs> I like it. That's the show. And I we'll re- be there I, with you. I remain skeptical, but I am open. Are you? Yes, because it's Bill's house. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to Bill's house? Yeah. I have not been to well, Bill's house. Well, you know house. who's been there? Rich Hepsi. <laughs> 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 you know, I have to tell you, in speaking to this specifically, when the whole Kelvin timeline, when the whole Abrams reboot came out, I was like, oh, now they're with my don't uh, my yeah. Spock or Kurt. Like, mm. Right. I was really, really, really skeptical. I was that fan that was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was mad. About the I movies? Went, I went in about the, yeah, the movies, the uh-huh. whole reboot where they, you know, recast all of our right. favorite characters and all my favorite characters. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's Star Trek. I trust in Gene Roddenberry's vision. I trust the people are carrying through with that vision now that he has passed are going to do it justice. And I watched it with an open mind. And I was actually really pleasantly impressed because it was a very difficult task. They, you know, how do we do this? How do we reboot? How do we get a new generation watching this? How do we tie everything in? Okay, well, it's a crazy, weird timeline. And there's original Spock. But wait, now we have two Spocks. Yeah, I'm, I'm all yeah. for more Spocks. And my, I mean, like, <laughs> so I gave it a chance. And, you know, it, it set, um, I think it set a precedent with the whole franchise because it made it something different but it was the same but it was different but it was the same like discovery yes it's going back 10 years before the original series in the timeline it's crazy that's why we wrote 2265 because we have a hard time keeping track of it you know the the tos tng animated series and it's all you're jumping around all over the place it's crazy right but you i really think you should give discovery a chance because it is star trek it is star trek there's a lot of diversity in this crew, which so is much. wonderful to see. So much so. There's yes. Klingons. There's mad Klingons. Look, it, it, you know, it took me a minute to choke it down in the first season. I was like, all right, doing this. Mm. That's what I said about getting through. And that, like, I'm not even kidding. Season two jumped out of that uh, racing block like crazy with. Heck fire out yep. of its and tail. I loved and I liked season one. Yes, Len, yeah, we know no, you like one it. It's great. There's a well, lot of fun she, stuff she, that she, happens. She just in said it's a one. lot of fun stuff. A lo- season one like smacked me upside yes. the head, man. Thank you, Len. I liked season one. I didn't love it. I wasn't sure about it. And then as soon as Pike shows up, I'm just like, I am here. Give me more. I am devastated that he's not going to be in the next season. I really want the Pike spinoff, but like, oh, it gets so good. It's a little rocky at the beginning, and it, to me, it didn't quite feel like Star Trek. But then it starts to get there and get on its feet. And I just wanted to say, if Len likes it, I mean, it must be good. Because, 
Well, that's both, that's both of you. It's like, I know who I'm talking to, and it's like, here we go. Oh. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. So, I'm, I, you know, if Lynn is, like, is uh, caping up for it, that I think that speaks volumes. Give it a chance, <laughs> honey. I, re- I remain skeptical. That's fine. Until we go to Bill's house. <laughs> <laughs> we accept your skepticism. Yeah, man. Because I... I will, you know, I'm not above reproach, right? I can totally admit when I'm wrong about something. And I was definitely peeing all over the Star Trek reboot in 2009. I was like, he's probably, if he was not cremated, he'd be spitting in his grave. Like, I was hot, right? Sure. And I, there's still a whole bunch of casting choices that I'm not okay with in terms of that reboot. But um, I was disappointed that I didn't see it in the movie theater. You know what I mean? Um, but then Into Darkness happened, and we don't talk about that. But... The most recent, the last one, what was that? Beyond. Beyond. I like I liked Star Trek Beyond. Beyond was like a Star Wars episode, though. You can tell. Yeah. Really? It was, was, so it was very. I enjoyed it. I mean, everything down to like, we call it the GQ lens flare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where everything looks super like, yeah, true. Um, you know, not Trekky at all. But, you know, whatever. I, I totally can admit the fact that I was apprehensive about that reboot and ended up for the most part in spite of a lot of things enjoying it so it's not that i'm just like uh you know what other thing you used to kind of like i don't know i wouldn't say you pissed on it but you were like uh, you wasn't feeling my little pony okay and so then, what but, but, I but, but that too so you just go to pre- no, are you I'm, bringing up old stuff no but i'm just saying <laughs> but then when you 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 got it, you watched it you embraced it real hard and like you love that love that show and i have i have a funny feeling that's what's going to happen with discovery i remain skeptical okay i'm just i'm just having a conversation you had to bring stuff old stuff up in front of company what's wrong with you unnecessary we don't know in all fairness we have no idea what he's talking about see so. you didn't even need to bring it up it was just for nothing Rewind. It's, I think this gentleman <laughs> over here needs some Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> He's fine. You broke our intern. <laughs> All right. Where are we going next? We got 16 minutes. Oh. Well, then. I mean, I have theories. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have fan theories. You know? There was a Starfleet Academy comic book. The, the Actually, um, one of the... Was canon because Nog was involved. Uh. One of the ser- Enterprise, I think, was originally going to be a Starfleet series. Was it? Was it Enterprise that was going to be the Starfleet series? Well, I know the animated series was proposed by someone to be set like, at the academy. At the academy with the characters that we know and love as kids. Right. And Gene Roddenberry axed that. He said, no, get out of here. I'm not doing it unless it's all grown-ups on a ship doing boring grown-up stuff. Right, he wanted to do the season four. Yeah. Uh, But I think one of the series was proposed to be like a star... I I think it was Enterprise because that was for... Where it all started. Yeah, yeah, because I think that was for like UPN... Because that was... Yeah, it was uh, one of those networks. So they first started to... Wanted to do... uh, at the academy, but then they decided that Deep Space Nine, notwithstanding, all the rest of them were set on a ship and everything like that. So they wanted to set this one on a ship, and thus became Enterprise. You know, the show that that it became. So there's always been talk about doing Starfleet Academy. Where is Picard? They haven't said much about where that's no, going to be set. And I'm okay yet. with that. It's I just... On Earth, though, because yeah. we see him in like that first still that came out. He seems to be at Starfleet Academy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know where he is in the poster. It's maybe his, fam- his family. Yeah, like in I France. assume he's right. in France with, with his uh, got a pet dog, a bulldog. I yeah, unless he's off somewhere else growing grapes. Like maybe that's the secret. No. I don't know, but he's probably in France. Yeah, Chateau Picard. It shows. Yeah. The it shows on the oh, bottle. It does? So, I yeah, didn't, I didn't notice the bottle. Yeah, that one's super fun. I was really distracted by the dog. Well, people are saying that maybe that was his. Um, you know, he he sheltered, he fosters, he and his right. yeah. foster dogs. So, and he had an elder pit bull that they got and they fell in love with. But then the dog was a lot sicker than they had realized and they lost him. But it looks like the dog in the poster. So everybody's like, oh my God, is that his dog? Is that his foster dog? I really want I don't to know. see I that tiny dog that a picture was going around with him holding, like mm-hmm. the really teeny tiny um. pit bull. I want to see that in every Star Trek. Forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, Archer was the first, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I'm interested when you when the Roddenberries when you do like you said, Beth. You had to watch like all of Trek just to to, to pull your you had to get my facts straight. Um, how do you decide which, what avenue or what uh, thread of Trek you're going to use for your songs? Do you try for that to be too obscure or or is it op- the more obscure, the better? Um, good question, Len. <laughs> uh, for this, for this actual, this last the album that we did, Eat the Rotten Eat Berries. Eat the Berries. Available at um, Eat the Rotten Berries. Don't. We were coming into uh, the 30th anniversary of the Next Generation, mm-hmm. which was a pretty big deal. Right. And we were in Vegas, uh, you know, and it was the whole panel, and um, it was it was amazing. But I was like, you know what? We don't have enough TNG material. We need to get on that. Because you were more hard uh, TOS? Yeah, pretty much. And, um, you know, we did other stuff too, other, you know, Star Wars and Battlestar and and that kind of thing. But as far as Star Trek, we hadn't really, and this was part of my journey as a Star Trek fan when I said, I just sat down and watched everything. Because I realized that I was at a place in my life where I could no longer be that, like, oh, I'm a TOS. Like, I'm a diehard, you know, original fan series. And, there's so much more to Star Trek than that. And going more and more to these conventions and meeting more of the actors and speaking with them and just seeing the enthusiasm that, that millions of people have across the board. Mm-hmm. Like, love every series, know all of the series. Right. I was like, I got to step up my game. How am I in a Star Trek band and I haven't seen every episode of every series? I feel like I'm completely failing the band and myself and the whole Star Trek fandom by not. So Were you the only one in the band that... No, we have some members in the band that are a little lighter. It's kind of like the the grouping of this room, you know. Right. Like some of us are absolute diehards. Some of you are like, eh. Some of you are like, eh, not so much. But right. I kind of know it. I right. mean, it's the same thing with the band, really. Okay. Um, yeah, but so I I really wanted to make it relevant, and um, you know, Star Trek fans are really smart people. That's true. They're really smart people. I didn't want my I don't want my intelligence to be insulted when I listen to stuff and I've you know had that happen I'm like I don't want to do that I don't Mm -hmm. want to insult people that are listening I don't want to insult their intelligence and I want to be update with my facts and all that but it's also got to be fun and it's got to be with us um, this band this is our Pond Far year by the way this is our seventh year we started in 2012 and so we're feeling the heat we're feeling the fire Mm -hmm. we need a little something more right but We've also been finding our niche over time because when we started out, it was like 
my God, we're going to do a Star Trek band. It's going to be amazing. What are we doing? All right, we got the theme song. We got a mock time. We got some other fun stuff from the Space Hippies episode. What else we got? Right. All right, what are we doing? And it just kind of organically formed into what we are and what we do. And we, we are filmmakers, some of us. And we know a lot of dancers and burlesque performers and cabaret performers and musicians. And we just kind of, it just kind of naturally became this thing. But then it was like, okay, now we need more material. And we, we need, it, we're not just singing songs about, you know, Spock and Kirk all day. And right. it's trying like, to rhyme right. with you can't, it's ridiculous. And some of the ideas that were coming up, it's like, oh, Spock, some of the stuff that, what's his face? I'm not saying his name, but <laughs> yeah. it's like... Just I was like, oh, that insults my intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not Mad Libs for. I mean, know, we had some of lyrics. those corny songs in the in the first album, like Sparks Hand, you know, instead of Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, you know. But we're, we're trying to be more uh, thoughtful, intelligent yeah. in the lyrics and, and what we do. Yeah, it, totally. And we we want people to be excited at shows. I mean, you guys saw the show. You've seen a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. So we've had people come up to us and say. I've never even seen Star Trek. By the way, like at least a dozen people after this particular show were like, "We are now watching Star yeah, Trek I'll because know you guys were so excited about it." Now wow. because yeah. of it. Yeah. No, no, no. Be- Some people who have never seen an episode of Star Trek, they're like, "We're starting at the original series." My neighbor is now power binging TNG because oh she hasn't yeah. seen it. Like it's crazy, it, it's crazy, but it's it's fun, mm-hmm. and we want we want to engage people in the nerdosphere, like. Not only just with Star Trek, because if you're a sci-fi fan, chances are you like Star Wars and Star Trek, or right. you like Battlestar Galactica, or you know Earth Red Final Dwarf. Conflict, Red Dwarf. <laughs> so Space many, there's so many different Thank you. things. There's so many different things out there, and we acknowledge that because that's what we like. You know, we want to see a show that we would want to go, or we want to put on a show that we would want to go and see. see. Yeah, that's exactly and we want the material to be mind. relevant, but we also want to have people enjoy themselves even if they're not a nerd you know what i mean like we do more poppy songs we give thought to the songs that we choose to to parody and what the material is going to be some of it just naturally we're like oh man we'll have a couple of beers and be like whoa this is amazing and we just start banging out lyrics and we know the song and others are a little bit trickier to find um if we didn't think like if we didn't intentionally go and you know hey we need tng or we need this our go-to, what we would normally want to be playing, are really obscure songs mm. from really obscure episodes. That okay. we would love to do that. There are so many, like old uh, prog rock or just older crazy songs that we would want to do. And, yeah, but and we then it's just you're not gonna, a you're little not gonna masturbatory. <laughs> Can I say that on air? Sure. It's a little masturbatory if we're just then we're not then we're not considering the audience we're not considering the fact that this is a performance and we're not exactly a band we're more like a performance thing. It's a cabaret. You know, it's it's a cabaret. Yeah. It's like a sci-fi trekified media rock multimedia rock cabaret. It's hard to explain until you come so, to yeah. see. We didn't even know what the heck we were doing like becoming, but it just happened. And it was like, oh, now we need to add in this aspect. We need to have the visuals behind us, the multimedia, which is another member of the band, which helps tell the story yeah. of the songs that we're doing. And, we now we need, and now we need a Comic-Con that's not here, so let's make our own. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it, coming back well, to the Well, we've made a show. Music, we can make a con. Right. Yeah. Coming back to the actual music, the, a lot of the songs on this album, like Salt Sucker is one that we did forever. That was one of the first songs that we redid, Right. I think. 
and um, we've always loved it. I don't know why it wasn't on the first album, yeah. but I'm glad we waited until the second album. You know, with Joe the Butcher Niccolo. Like after I found out who this cat was, he approached us. Uh, oh, really? He approached us like a couple years ago on Facebook. Because he is the official in this business, right? Roughhouse, right? Oh yes. my, whoa, man! Like Cypress yes. Hill, Lauren, like he's amazing. Fuji's. I'm going upstairs and I'm pulling out CD after CD. I'm like, this was my college. Like, mm-hmm. this cat did all of this amazing music. And I'm like, wow, I get to work with him, which is humbling. But he's amazing. He did such a great job. And we were tough. We were hard to work with because there's a lot of us. Yeah. But, you know, this album, a lot of TNG. So now looking forward, what's next? We, I'm, I have a Discovery song on deck that I'm currently writing. Oh, like, whoa, I need to do skip? more. DS9? Oh no, we have no, some we DS9. No, we have some DS9, more. but I need to we need more DS9. We need more Voyager, we need more Enterprise. I mean, we got the Enterprise theme song on deck, which how does everybody feel about that, by the way? I uh, I like I like it. I like the end credits better mm-hmm. than the opening. When I think of Enterprise, that gets in my head more so than the Right. I wish it? that Faith one got in heart. my head instead of Faith yeah. of the Heart. Like yeah. That one just gets stuck. Did she like? See, that should have been the theme. See, but faith in the heart, it it sticks with. (laughs) Hey, wait, wait, but 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 the 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 opening um, sticks with me because I was watching Enterprise in in real time, and my uh, my girlfriend's daughter at the time, she didn't care anything about Star Trek. But when Enterprise came on, she would come running in the room and join with me, and we would just lip sing the song. Wow! That Did you guys opening, hear our version of it every every memory. time. So that so that's why that always just sticks with you. Me. Never heard, did, that's a didn't you hear our version memory. of it? I did. Is on the album. Were you offended as an actual person that likes the theme? No. The original. Could we sing no. the first few few? Uh... Sing 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 us out because we got we've got we've got a, we've got. A... First of all, is there going to be trouble here? Is there like a fire in the? Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. No trouble at all. <laughs> no triple at all. Uh, What's we, happening outside the door there? We're gonna let you sing uh, sing us. Uh, Sorry, yeah, that was me. We're gonna let you sing us out, um, uh, Bill. Um, but before I'm we not do, singing it. I'm yeah, not Bill. singing it. Yeah, well, somebody's singing it. <laughs> uh, but before we do, Molly, thank you so much, Rainbow Triple, for joining us. Molly, adopt a triple. If people want to adopt a triple, how? Where do they go? They can find me on social media as at Adopt-A-Tribble, or they can go to AdoptAtribble.com. There you go. Thank you so much, Molly. We really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. And um, real quick, Bill, since uh, Beth is is um, clearing up her, her, her throat for her. I, there's no warm-up involved. You get yes. what you get right now. There you go. <laughs> like, I'm like... Um, talk about saying so. um, possibly people hearing about this great show of the Rottenberries. When is the next time maybe people can check out the Rottenberries? Well, uh, it looks like our next show will most likely be during Keystone Comic Con. <gasps> okay. And uh, yet to be announced uh, the date and the venue. Um, so that's August, mid August, or the end of August. End of August. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, our next performance is somewhat of a of an away mission. Vegas. Which is in Vegas at STLV. We will be uh, performing at the Gaze in Space event, The Wrath of Vegas. No. Oh. Uh, we will be. Yeah, this is our second year in a row, and it's just an amazing time. So we will be performing there, um, and hosting a viewing party in a suite at the Rio. So that'll be pretty fun. Nice. Yep. Nice. A listening and party. Listening. Party. Listening party for uh, Eat for, the Roddenberries. Um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> it's so funny to me. 
and then we are we are working on something possibly in New York in the fall, and then uh, we New are, York Comic Con. Yeah, and then possibly uh, do something like this again next year. Nice, nice. So, maybe a holiday show. We just got to figure yeah. it out. That would be cool. This show will be available for your download, stream, and pleasure come the morning, ladies and gentlemen, on blacktroubles.com, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio! And any place and every place a good podcast be. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Black Tribbles. Join the Tribble Nation Facebook group, and wherever you get the Black Tribbles podcast, make sure you give us a rating, and even more, if you would please, a review, because that helps people find a show. Follow us on YouTube as well, Black Tribbles on YouTube. Troubles with Tribble is going to be rocking out uh, on Philly Cam, and it's also available on Roku and on YouTube as well. Uh, we've got new episodes coming coming your way. We've got a whole D&D show that's going to be coming. It's insane. We're putting a, um, tying a bow on that, that episode. We've got an art school dropouts Troubles episode. After dark, Lynn. What did I say? Trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> it's the Tribble. It's Tribbles after dark. I was like, oh, did we have a no thing? We it's late. No thing? It's late. We got to get out. We got to get out of here, but we're going out with the Roddenberries. And, and what's the song you're going to be singing? Oh, it's just our version of oh, the, uh, the, the Enterprise theme. The Enterprise theme right it's here. Not, it is not on Eat the Roddenberries. It has not been recorded. It has only been performed. Then it's a Black Tribbles exclusive coming hey. your way live. Hey. Take it away, Beth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this one was really fun to write. <laughs> they picked the wrong song. Used to be. The reason was never clear. But when the credits roll, we must face our darkest fear. Oh, I die a little death with every line. Self, why? Oh, where did Alexander Courage go? Skip intro, never rewind. It's like a stake through the heart. It lingered torches three days straight. It's like my fate has been sealed. And I've lost faith in everything. This tune grates on my soul. At least they could have used Rod Stewart's version. I can't take anymore. It's a theme mistake. I've tried, got my heart might break. With stake through the heart. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We out. (laughs) 